Welcome to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Gatoon. Joining me live in studio here at WGN Radio is Matthew Luzatta, the partner at Kelly. Not the, well, no, you're the partner, in my opinion, at Kelly Dry Warren. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Of course, Happy New Year to you and everybody else on here. We did a, a kind of a random recap last week uh, that was all over the place, but fun. We had tons of people calling in. Hopefully, you continue to call in. The number is 312-981-7200. We're back to our usual trick uh, bag of tricks here, the Startup Showcase. Matt and I are going to catch up a little bit on things we're interested in, looking forward in, uh, looking forward to in 2018. And then we're going to have two companies, two startup companies, call in and pitch to us live on the air. Uh, we are going to give them three minutes. I'll give them a couple 30 seconds after maybe if they run over. Uh, and then we'll give uh, a little Q&A. And then at the end of the show, we're going to try to figure out which one I or we or both of us or just you, somebody or you out there listening uh, can invest in these companies. So we're going to pick one to invest in. Uh, I will post to our Technori page on Facebook the links to each of these companies so you can sort of read up on them. And before you do, make sure to go to republic.co backslash or forward slash uh, register, and you can sign up really easily, LinkedIn, Facebook profile, hook up your bank account and spend your life away as we go. Unicorn hunting. Is it hunting mad or is it shopping? Is it, what's, the, what's the best way? I think I'm uh, comfortable with the uh, the unicorn hunting, you know, because if if somebody still believes in unicorns, I, I really don't care if they're upset. <laughs> I like I actually thought about this yesterday because I I've been saying unicorn hunting all of our our marketing materials say unicorn hunting, and then for some reason yesterday just I don't I must be a millennial like at heart even though I can't can't stop myself. It just dawned on me like hunting Eric Trump, and I just like backed off of it and started calling it shopping. Yeah, but we're not really bagging trophies here. I mean, we're gonna we're, well. We're gonna, we hope to hope, hope to find some uh, some successful companies out here in the. In, I hope to the, bag some stock, man. I don't know. What, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm bagging something. Yeah. Um, well, at any rate, these guys are hoping to bag our money. So uh, the the main play here, and it's very interesting, and I'm, I'm glad that you came on the show. This is the first time you've been able to be on the show in this format. You've been on before, obviously, uh, but this is fun to me. I I don't. I get maybe I'm just a nerd, but I get more into this than I do like fan. This is fantasy football for me. Like oh. I like to look at these companies, and be like founder success industry are other people going to do this regardless is this something that's a real deal like i i I enjoy it oh i have learned more about oil pipelines in the past 24 hours than i think i I, i've ever known well that's that you're that's microtech that you're alluding to who's going to be uh coming in this uh you know is going to be calling in here uh, very shortly so uh without further ado though i want to kind of jump in with you a little bit give us you know what are some of the things that you can give a little background of yourself and, and you know who you are um you know your favorite food you can explain why you're not wearing your cowboy hat in, live in studio and a few other things so uh yeah my 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 favorite food is uh is italian uh, we'll just start out with that how, out of the way there. how specific but um i actually northeastern uh, italian or just italian or i all actually like the southern italian okay anything yeah. with the tomato sauce to it well yeah, was yeah. A, it was a club pizza count? Yeah, in, uh, buck buck down the other night. oh nice pizza counts pizza, pizza counts for counts. a lot of different foods though i mean that could be even southwest if you put some chicken in well we had up. buffalo chicken and blue cheese pizza that we home cooked jen and i last night so that was you make you know, me hungry man it's it's uh, we have dinner later tonight so don't worry about it sorry i interrupted you continue no i was uh i, I was gonna say uh just real quick background on me uh lawyer here in chicago uh advise startups i advise financial institutions but 
uh, you know, here on this show, I just like to, to to kick back and talk about some of the uh, some of the startups that uh, that are going to be coming on the coming on the program today. Some of the hot topics in the news right now, and I'll just put it out there that if anything I say sounds like legal advice, it uh, is not. G- g- yeah, it is not. Give it the uh, the same weight you would uh, anything you hear on Judge Judy. This is let's say this is uh, you know the uh, the people's court for startups. I actually learned. You know quite a bit about law from Judge Judy, as you could probably tell from my emails with all of the documents I sent you. I learned a lot of law from Law and Order. <laughs> well, that's I just learned how to behave and you know certain things that are acceptable at parties and certain things that are not. Right, exactly. <laughs> that that was the purpose there. Um, what are some of the things that you're excited about? I know that you spend a lot of time, and we're gonna I'm gonna try to keep this as uh, layman's as possible, but uh, and try to speak to the people here a little bit. But ACH payments is something that you're into. Yep. Uh, security in particular is something you're into. And everybody, it seems like, is into, into the crypto, crowdfunding, crowd equity, coin token, Bitcoin madness, ripple craze. Um, and so we've got a lot of calls last week on that one. I've got a lot of emails on that one. Um, I think that this is a great time for you and I to kind of share some of the concerns and also some of the hopes maybe we have in the, in the crossover of, yeah. of crypto and security and, and the, the, the future of payments, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the most exciting things – I mean, last week was a big week. For yeah. this, you know stuff that's Everything. hot in the news, right? I mean, we were just listening to on the uh, on the Wintrust Business Lunch. They were talking about medical marijuana. You know, Sessions is is re- has repealed uh, rescinded. semi though. Like he repealed it. It was like a repeal ish. It was. I mean, it was all in my opinion. I mean, this is apolitical, but I'm real political. Uh, I I'm not happy with what he did, but I'm, I expected it to be more firm handed. I expected it to be like. The yeah, end of days. They're not doing anything proactive. He just said, no. "Go back to executing." You know, your your, your go back prosecutorial discretion yeah. uh, is, is the word for it. And we're going to state layman's terms. It is basically going to be up to every U.S. attorney um, out there. You know, and depending on whether it's Southern District of New York or the District of Colorado, to make their own decisions on how they're going to enforce marijuana laws. And, and given the the makeup of most major cities and most major states, I can't imagine how that's going to turn into a prosecuting nightmare. I don't think so. I, I think that the effect that it's going to have is that some of the larger financial institutions in the U.S. that have maybe been looking into getting, you know, banking some marijuana businesses are going to take a step backwards okay. because they, they're seeing the, the, the risk increasing slightly. Yeah. And, and as they're sort of balancing the risk reward, they say, well, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe not this administration. Maybe not now. Well, I can see, I, you know, and that I think is a, is a great step into we only have about a minute here but we'll come back and keep talking kind of throughout the show but uh that it's a great segue into the crypto thing too because i I, you've started to see almost the opposite effect so uh everyone jumped into cannabis i was getting calls from every business that's somehow trying to get involved in cannabis and now this happens and you look at crypto everybody did not jump in at first they all just sort of wait in the watch and you've got jamie diamond and chase saying no 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 good and visa's now pulled out a little bit it seems like that one people are taking more of a slower approach what do you see as the the litigious direction we're going with with crypto, yeah. With so with crypto, I think, and actually, there's an intersection there because there's there's some companies out there that are looking to help you know get banking services for marijuana businesses yep. using cryptocurrency, and I think that's that's what this recent political developments going to open up the door for them a little bit to get in there. Uh, I think that there's going to be, you know, looking at crypto it, itself, you're going to have a lot more regulation around ICOs. I mean, there's been warnings. I hope so. Out. We need that. I and, mean, I, I'm a big fan of the re- of making retail investors out of everybody like we are on this show. And ICO is great. 
Uh, it's a great form. We'll have some companies on the show that ICO. Uh, but I do think it's it's a challenge. So we're going to come back to that. We're going to have a pitch after this. Uh, and then Matt and I are going to pick up this conversation, I think, in the second half of the show a little bit. But uh, we will be back. I'm Scott Katoon. This is Matt Luzado. You're listening to WGN Radio AM 720. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. You're listening to WGN AM 720 with my good friend, Matt Luzado, partner from Kelly Dry Warren. Hey, Scott. How are you? Pretty good. Do you see you just got demoted there? You were the partner the original, you are the partner at Kelly Dry, and now you're just a partner. Well, I, you know, given what transacted during the break. You have 45 minutes to redeem yourself. It's fine. I'm, I've got an uphill battle here. <laughs> I think I think it's a pretty easy battle. Uh, we're going to go ahead. I just posted live on Facebook, so if you want to uh, like us on Facebook, uh, at Technori, on Facebook and Twitter, at Technori, uh, you can go ahead and follow along. If you have questions, feel free to comment there. If you want to call in, the phone number is 312-981-7200. We are going to have Mead Lewis, the founder of Microtech, right now calling in on the show. She's got three minutes to pitch. The the uh, He has got three minutes to pitch the show or i'm sorry to pitch his uh, his startup company for us to choose whether or not we want to put some money in uh you all can invest for as little as ten dollars you just go to republic.co backslash register and get yourself in there right now uh so without further ado mead welcome to the show hey there how are you today i am doing well where are you calling from actually state college pennsylvania we're actually in the single digits so i'm kind of jealous of your double digit temperatures are we double it doesn't i mean it's warm in the in the studio right now but i don't think it's double digits uh is it double digits matt here i don't know it 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 feels like it's double digits i mean it's sunny outside i parked outside but i walked under so it's 13 according to our producer it is 13 degrees so we have just we just made the double digits but what we're focused on here meet is getting double digit investments for you so what i'm going to do is is give you three minutes to pitch microtech uh, to give you kind of parameters, you'll be able to explain how to invest in that stuff. So don't worry about that part. We want to understand what Microtech is, does, and how the people out there listening can get involved and, and make it make this be a real thing. So not that it's not a real thing, but make it you know make it their thing. So without further ado, I'm timing you right now. You have three minutes. Ready, set, go. All right. So in one sentence, Microtech is where. Internet of Things and artificial intelligence meets pipelines. So to define those things. Internet of Things is uh, the interconnection uh, with the internet and computing devices, and normally these are embedded in everyday objects. We're actually changing this and embedding these IoT devices into pipelines. Artificial intelligence is development of computer systems to perform tasks that normally require human intelligence. And with this, our mission is to be proactive rather than reactive. So the problem is, is that the average pipeline company hosts 93 leaks, and they spend about $200,000 every year on the, to fix these 93 leaks. And so this leads to $30 billion uh, of losses uh, industry-wide. So long story short, leaks equal money, and the environment is the victim. Um, so our solution set uh, has three major components. And what it is is we have an all-in-one device, and that's the IoT device, uh, six factors of uh, data analysis that then transmits that data wirelessly, and then it's analyzed uh, with artificial intelligence. And so we monitor the critical variables uh, for pipeline longevity, and our AI is able to predict uh, these pipeline leaks before they happen with a projected 96% accuracy. So we're able to save the pipeline industry money while reducing leaks. So everybody wins. And as it turns out, I watched Deepwater Horizon last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So, yeah, you know, not, not, not unrelated, but related. Project, I wasted yeah. my time. I was poring over articles on pipeline leaks and like, you know, what, uh, what, what a smart pig is and a pig trap. There are a lot of pig references. Meat, uh, meat. I'm not even kidding you. Matt was texting me before the show and yesterday and today that he like literally he came here with notes on this so oh, the, dude, the, that's awesome I, I love people who are well educated on the subject i like people who are well educated in general but i particularly enjoy a conversation when matt's involved because i know that like I, i'm usually not on my game so i can just like hand it off to matt so we're going to kick it to some questions uh some q a here i, I just posted on facebook a qu- like if anyone wants to comment you've got to go to the facebook page this is my business marketing and ingenuity here to make you go to facebook on technory <laughs> but in, in general if you have questions feel free those audience members to go ahead and write there or again i'm going to remind you after this segment you can call in 312-981-7200 matt without further ado what is your first question for mead so you know mead i think it's it's less of a question more of asking for an explanation because I was I was amazed. You know, I think of, of oil leaks as being some giant gusher, something coming out. But can you sort of give us an example of, you know, I read about pinhole leaks and how this stuff evolves and, how, you know, how, your, how your, homework. you know, your product, your service actually presents, you know, prevents it. Like, you know, give, give us a real world example here. All right. So uh, actually, pipeline leaks see a lot of threats. It, it's not it, it's not something where, you know, you can just look at pressure for instance and say okay there was a pressure drop therefore there's a leak okay so uh there's great statistics that we've been able to draw up about what causes leaks and you know how we can prevent those and with that we made sure to put monitoring that cases um and so like vibration so uh what our data shows is that about one percent of leaks are caused by earthquakes and what's called earth movement um but then another seven percent are caused by uh outside so third party uh reasons so somebody running their car into a pipeline right so there's a lot of factors that play in uh play into why pipeline leaks happen and so in watching a plethora of uh, variables, we can actually analyze these and draw long-term conclusions. Um, but one of the big ones, uh, so when you're talking about pinhole leaks, uh, uh, most of the time that's due to corrosion-based issues. And corrosion is uh, percent of leaks are caused by corrosion issues. And so uh, one of our major variables is something that no one else is doing, which is called uh, metallic wash, which effectively we're measuring the amount of metal particles going through the pipeline, and we're able to uh, predict corrosion rates based off of that. So you're telling me that if there's there's a, a higher percentage of metallic pro- uh, particles in in the in the oil itself, that that indicates that there's some corrosion and, and some stuff's flaking off maybe inside the pipeline. It, exactly, you're thinking of it exactly right. Um, I've got, so I'm going to switch over to the more of the, the investment opportunity question on this. Um, what I am thinking here is what is the real, I mean, you know, relatively real financial opportunity for those who invest in you. And, and I don't mean like how the investment, the crowdfunding thing works, but rather for you, like how much money do you need to raise to activate the ability to do X, Y, Z? And what would that mean to you? Okay. So the uh, total addressable market that we're talking about here is huge. It's an $8.72 billion uh, market. That's pipeline monitoring. And we're aiming to get 5% of that total addressable market in five years. So that's $325 million. And uh, 
So what we need, as far as uh, funding goes, is we need to take this uh, the betas that we've been putting on our experimental partners' pipelines, and we need to mass produce those. So that involves patents, that involves um, some more research and development, and uh, uh, everything of the sort. And of course, marketing. We need customers. Very cool. Very interesting. Uh, Matt, do you have any other questions specifically? So, as I understand it, this device sticks on the outside of the pipeline, right? That, that's one of the critical factors, yeah. So, are, and this is going to have to survive some pretty extreme environments, right? Like the north slope of Alaska? Uh, I actually heard uh, uh, the three most difficult uh, environments to engineer for are deep space, deep sea, and oil and gas. So, yes. So you guys must be, you know, t- testing uh, testing this thing pretty rigorously. Yeah. So uh, uh, I was the former uh, chief tech information technology officer of two oil and gas firms. Um, so I know what this industry needs. I know what this it takes to have a successful uh, technology set uh, for this uh, uh, industry. Well, it's uh, it's great to hear that you guys have the the expertise to to back up what's a you know a a, a very important um, preventive measure. I mean, we were just you know we've been hearing about the Keystone pipeline sure. leak, and I was I was just amazed at the number I, of smaller leaks that that occur. You know, even Illinois, you know, I don't know, there was you know hundreds of thousands of gallons that have that have been leaked in the environment. And and see the thing. The thing is, is uh, a lot of these pipeline leaks don't get media attention. Uh, a lot of them are are small enough, or they're good lobbying. Internally. Yes, le- <laughs> well, yes, legally they have to report them. Okay, yeah. legally they have to. However, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that it gets all the media attention. So, although you know we might hear about leaks uh, uh, every year, every every pipeline company is seeing ninety three on average. So this is a huge issue. Once again, $30 billion industry-wide in losses every single year that they're seeing. And so by preventing these, we're saving the environment. I have such a passion for environment. I'm an Eagle Scout. Justin, the co-founder, is an Eagle Scout. Um, So uh, we have such a passion for uh, protecting the environment, but also a passion for the technology set itself. So it's all about bringing that technology into this industry that's in desperate need and... uh, uh, benefiting both the uh, customers of our systems, but the environment itself. Very cool. We have to uh, cut to a break here, but I want to give everyone the opportunity to invest in it if they want to. Uh, where do people go right now to invest in your campaign? Okay, so you can go to republic.co backslash microtech, or, uh, and uh, microtech is spelled M-I-Q-R-O-T-E-C-H. Um, and uh, from there, you uh, there's a big blue button. Invest in Microtech, and I would love to see your name on there. That sounds good to me. Well, Matt and I are gonna are gonna mull over this, and then we're gonna hear another pitch on the second half of the show. And you're gonna find out where you stand in this one because uh, we're gonna place an investment in one of the two of you. So, uh, best of luck to you. Let me know how we can ever be assistant and, and help you out. And of course, good luck on your campaign. Hey, thank you so much for the time. I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely, anytime, Meet. Thanks. Thanks, Meet. Take care. All righty. Well, Matt, we're going to catch up on this one after the break. Uh, You know, radio's full of breaks, so we've got to take ours. Somebody's got to pay the bills around here because it certainly isn't me. Uh, I am Scott Katoon. This is Matt Lizatter. You've been listening to the Startup Showcase on WGN Radio AM 720. We will be back after this. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, and you're listening to WGN Radio AM 720 with good buddy Kelly Drywarren partner Matt Lizatter. Uh, 
we had a chance to listen to Microtech Pitch. Um, I, I'm intrigued in anything that's in sort of the energy space just because just the, the sheer volume and the amount of money that takes place in that industry, it's, it's always worth at least taking a look at. What are your first impressions on that? So my first impression is this is, this is solving a problem. I mean, he's identified and, and quantified an industry issue, which is, which is the oil leaks, Right, that comes off the off the pipelines, and with the Keystone pipeline leak of you know two hundred and ten thousand gallons, um, that's going to make the news. I think that you know e- even if you quantify sort of the dollars lost off the pipelines, I think that the other thing that's hard to quantify is the reputational damage that's done to these companies yeah. when there is a leak. So even if they've factored into, you know, we're going to have 93 leaks a year and it's going to cost us this much money, I think that there's that responsibility to the public that, uh, that the companies want to show that we're out there and we're trying to protect against leaks. And although we're not going to be perfect, we're going after the latest technology. And I think one of the questions is, you know, for, for this company, do they have something novel? He said they've got six patents in the works. Um, is, 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 is that going to be an industry changer here? So I'm gonna I want to tell you two two different things. This is kind of to you, and I, not that you don't already know these things, but and also to the listener. I think I love things like this because it's very hot. It's very uh, I don't know what the right word is. It's, it's very smart. There's a lot of different components here, and it's it's a good educational moment. I think for most people because the reality is. You know, when you're looking at an investment, you want to look at like what's the upside. One, uh, I like to look at a few factors. I call it ribs, but there's a few factors I look for. One of them is like, is it inevitable? Is somebody going to do this? Like, is somebody going to make this change? Does the founder look like? Is it relevant? Does that person's expertise look relevant? Does that look like a person who should be in the chair that's going to solve this problem? I think Mead fits that bill. Yeah, I, th- I thought Mead fits that bill. I think, I think that the, it's it's it, this is going to happen one way or the other. There's going to be improvements in the in the line. Whether or not this is the solution or they use something else is sort of my big question mark. And, and that's sort of as an investor, you got to dictate and determine whether or not it's worth the risk. You know, a couple hundred bucks, is it worth the risk that maybe he does something big? Yeah, why not? You know, I, I guess for me, that's what I was looking at. Like, you know, I'll, I'll look at his his deck, which is on our Facebook page now to, to learn all the, the meat and potatoes. But my first impression off of listening is that he checked most of the boxes for what I thought was like a legitimate opportunity to do something, whether or not it's the thing or not, I don't know, but uh, he checked the boxes on this sounded right. I, I think that's, I, I think that's spot on right there. I mean, I think my big question is, is this is not a new problem for yeah. the industry. Oh, you know, they're sure. dealing with it. You, you know, they're using satellite monitoring. We know that, you know, companies like Shell uh, have been experimenting with IoT on pipeline monitoring in Nigeria. Uh, Pacific Gas and Electric has been doing some some projects around this area too. I, I think that you know the question is: Is this the technology that everyone's going to latch onto? And, and not that everyone needs to latch on it, onto it. I think that they're looking to capture five percent of the market. I think that's doable. Uh, I think that when you look at the number of smaller pipeline companies out there. Uh, you know, refining uh, companies that have you know miles of pipeline. That this is something that's going to going to resonate uh, w- with them, and that if this this product is as durable as uh, me me you know made it sound, yeah. and that it it stands up, and you've got sort of that network there where these devices can communicate to each other, and. You know, I know on the on their their pitch deck or whatever, I saw they want to add drones into it. They want yeah. to this. I'm thinking, you know, one of the big questions is going to be, you know, what network is this going to run off of, and is that going to be, you know, reliable, efficient, not you know, cellular? Are we talking about, um, you know, getting away from the traditional satellite stuff? Yeah. 
you know, I, I think that there's there's some hurdles to overcome, but I think they're on the right path. I mean, they've got a great idea, good expertise, and an industry. I like. I, I I agree with that. I, I think the thing I liked there was uh, it has that sort of IT development company sort of approach to it. It's not. There's not. There's a lot of moving parts, but they're contained. If that makes any sense. Uh, so after that very thick, uh, full company we're gonna we're gonna shift over now to our next pitch uh shiva kashakar is gonna pitch us now on green pinata toys uh i'm excited to learn this and sort of like learn like what it is and how it works and, and stuff like that so uh shiva are you there i'm here hello good afternoon scott awesome good afternoon, Bob. <laughs> awesome uh so why don't we have you we're gonna give you three minutes starting in about uh, 10 seconds to pitch uh, what green pinata is and does and, and how it affects the world. And then uh, we're going to ask you a couple questions and, and sort of figure out uh, whether or not we should throw some money in you. Uh, what I want to make sure and preface to everyone who's listening on the radio right now is I just posted to our Facebook page uh, at Technori, uh, green pinata toys is uh, you can invest in them as well uh, on Republic. So go ahead and register at Republic.co and you go backslash green dash pinata uh, and you can invest live in this company right now with us along the show. So uh, without further ado, give us your three minute pitch. Nope. Okay, so in 2017 alone, U.S. families spent about $20 billion on toys. And for ages under five, we parents in the U.S. spent about $5 billion. However, in such young age group, kids do not play with more than half of the toys their parents and families get for them. And there are two reasons for it. One, 90% of our, of our brain develops within the first five years of our life, which means kids are growing up really fast and they're outgrowing toys really fast. And the second thing is, we simply cannot guess what these little kids are going to like and not like. So what happens is kids don't play with more than half of the toys, which means billions of dollars are going waste every year. And these toys are gathering up dust and cluttering up our home. So Green Pinata Toys is here to solve this problem. We are disrupting the way parents shop for toys. And we are doing this in two ways. One is we are combining human expertise. We work with top educational specialists, and they have developed our own proprietary toy curriculum, which determines what toys are good for what age. And what we do that is we combine it with individual preferences of a child's likes and dislikes, what milestone a particular family want to track for that particular child, which means we are giving personalized curation for every child every month that is taking the mystery out of toy shopping for the parents. And the second way that we are solving it is this is a subscription service. And we carefully pick our toys. These are very expensive, wooden, open-ended toys. And we ship up to four toys to families. And their kids play with the toys for as long as they want, say typically up to a month. And the parents get to keep the toys, that is, you know, buy the toys their kids can't part with. And then they can return the toys the kids have outgrown, which means, you know, they save money, they reduce clutter, they're not stuck with toys their kids have outgrown. 
So this is what is Green Pinata Toys. And we launched it in 2015, and we have seen great traction in the first two years now. And uh, right now, we have done a round of angel uh, funding, and now we are uh, we have launched uh, this equity crowdfunding, and we are on to becoming a $55 million company in the next five years. Great job. Before we get into the questions, I want to give you the opportunity to let everybody know where they can invest in this and how, how do they learn more and get involved. You, you mentioned that uh, Republic, obviously, they can learn more. Give us the exact how do we do this. Absolutely. So go on to republic.co slash green dash P-I-N-A-T-A, green pinata. And there's just a blue button there. Click on invest, and it's very simple. The minimum amount of investment is $25, and you can invest up to $25,000. Um, and the campaign runs for the next 10 days, and this is uh, your chance to invest in this um, highly growing company. Okay, Q&A time. Uh, Matt has children. So, I do. So this is a good place for you, but I have to say, this is going to be kind of funny or sound funny to you, maybe not uh, to you, Shiv, as much as, <laughs> as people listening, I hope. I... I don't have any kids that I know of. And uh, the friends of mine who do have kids laughingly await what will come when it's birthday time for me. I I pick out like stuff that Scott would want now at 33 or whatever I am. Like like, what I would have wanted. Scott, it doesn't change. It doesn't change. My, you know, I I buy my kids Hot Wheels. I buy my kids Legos. I buy them the stuff that I want to play with. Is that still cool stuff though? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I guess so. like to me, like I actually get this problem because most of my friends are usually assuming that like I've bought, I bought at least a half dozen or so like actual gifts for, for kids, like first gift and birthday, five-year-old birthday, whatever. And I just buy stuff that I think is really novel and cool. But I always find out that like I'm either too old for the, like the stuff is too, like too old appropriate for them or way too young. I'm never like right in line. So I can see this being a, a problem. What are, what are some questions that, and things that you see with, with, with green pinata as a positive and maybe negative or whatever. So I, I, uh, you, you know, in looking at the toys they have on there, I was, I actually felt pretty good because I have some of those toys in a, in a, in a, in a toy bin for my kids, um, at home. I like the toys. I like the selection. Uh, that they have on there, I think. I want to mention while you said that because you just brought this up. People may not know this. There's actual perks. So if you make investments on here, uh, looks like a hundred dollar investment gets you a twenty five dollar green pinata gift subscription. So like people, and if a you want, I think, and a t shirt. Yeah. So if you want to. Uh, yep. Just to learn more about the stuff, you can actually make certain. Go to the website and republic.co uh, green dash pinata, and you can actually see you can get actual product from them first to check it out, which is kind of cool. So yeah. you were saying, so I, I think this is this is solving a problem parents have. I mean, you have you know toy clutter. You spend all these the, the toys that are offered through Green Pinata are not the cheapest toys out there. Yep. I mean, I, I brought up Hot Wheels mm-hmm. and, and Legos. But I think that uh, you know these are the wooden ones, and I, I, I understand that the market they're going after is zero to five years old, which yep. is great. I mean, that is where the kids are, are going through these toys. The the only concern that I have, is sort of, is looking at this from the investors' standpoint, and maybe Shiva can, a- can answer yep. how she addresses this, is sort of you know they have to have pretty. I, I'm going to guess their margins are pretty thin here because it takes a lot of time, and I've had friends that have had toy businesses before, and they spend a lot of time selecting the toys that they are even going to you know sort of plug into this algorithm to be selected. Yep. 
Um, the one problem that I that I've run into as a parent too is looking at some of these European and, and American you know organic toy brands you know things like Hobbit that are known for having really high quality toys is that increasingly as as they've grown they're manufacturing more stuff in China and there's you know sometimes I'm not as comfortable buying a painted toy that's been made in China. Yes, I would understand that. Uh, Shiva, can you t- speak a little bit to yeah. to that process? Absolutely. So first, let's talk about the margin point, right? So um, that is something we have really nailed it. How is the, the niche, the target market that we are targeting is this niche millennial parents, right? These are people who buy organic, they shop in Whole Foods. And this is the target market that every single organic brands out there want to target. And, you know, most of them are not present in Target. They're not present in Walmart. So they're all really struggling to get in front of this market to have their diapers sampled or their sunscreen, you know, samples to be given. But what happens to Green Pinata Toys is we have become this lifestyle brand that gets into these millennial parents' front door every single month, right? Because this is the way they do playtime, right? So we are shipping them boxes every month, and our box itself has become a fantastic marketing platform. What we call as this, you know, we we have this additional revenue source called promotional placement revenue. So we work with these other organic brands, and those brands are paying us money to put in a sample in this particular box. Say, for example, on Facebook, if this brand has to market them, just for somebody to click on their website, they have to spend about um, you know twenty thirty dollars. However, if they if we, if we charge them ten to twenty dollars, and they can put the sample right in there in our box, so that is a very lucrative revenue source that is addressing this margin issue that we talked about. So our margins are you know uh, about forty five to fifty percent, which is a huge mar- margin percentage for um, a retail subscription service. So that's how we tackle that, right? And the second uh, point about Haba, Hape, so we really selectively work with our manufacturers and we make sure they source source their wood in a very sustainable manner. Hape, for example, the founder and CEO of Hape 30 years ago, he's basically from Germany and he moved his entire family with his kids to China. Why he did that? He wanted to start his own manufacturing plant in China, making sure their paint is water-based, you know, plant-based paint, no toxins where, you know, whatsoever, and uh, also making sure, you know, the labor that they employ, they're well-paid and everything. So that's the approach Hape. Look, even though Hape toys are made in China, it's, it's the manufacturing plant that they own and the CEO is right there. And I have spoken to him. I have interviewed him. It's amazing the way they have um, built their brand and company. And it's the same thing with Haba. Haba uh, manufactures their toys right there in Germany itself. Um, That's why they are uh, much more expensive. And we work with them directly. And there is uh, one other company, Plant Toys. It's a California-based company, and we work with them. So we have made sure our manufacturers, you know, really solve that issue, and they're not one of those gimmicky China toxin uh, product at all, toxin product at all. Very cool. Uh, well, we have to take a break on here. Shiva, I appreciate you making the call and pitch, and then uh, if those of you listening uh, stick with us here, we're going to come back in the final segment, final five minutes, and, and Matt and I are going to wrap up and, and make our pick. Uh, good luck, Shiva. Uh, the best of luck to you in, in your journey building this company out and and please of course let us know if there's anything else we can ever do to help you 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. And it's a pleasure to be on air here and appreciate it. Of course. Anytime. Take care. Okay, thank you. All righty, you're listening to WGN Radio AM 720. I'm Scott Katoon, and this is Matt Luzatter. We're uh, doing a little startup showcase for you. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the startup showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, here at WGN Radio on a really sunny yet cold Chicago day. Uh, we've heard from two companies, uh, Matt. Matt Luzatter is joining me, uh, partner at Kelly Dry Warren Law Firm here in Chicago. Uh, you have heard two uh, heard from two pitches, two founders pitching, uh, Mead Lewis with uh, Microtech. And we've now heard from Green Pinata, and it, I want to know sort of your reasoning on this a little bit. We only have like four minutes, but your, your reasoning on choosing which one you think we should invest in and how much. So we've got Microtech, right, a, a, a pipeline okay. monitoring service on one side, and we've got the basically rent the runway for toys on, yeah, on, the, on the other. Good call. Um, so, you know, I would build this as the, the, the pipeline versus playtime uh, battle <laughs> here. Have you, do you have some radio experience? Maybe. I think you do. I think you uh, do. So, so I, I like both these companies, and I think that they're they are so different that you know it it is difficult to choose. So, looking at the at, at sort of what I think about Microtech, I think that they've got some challenges in terms of breaking into this market. There's some going to be some legacy technologies out there with pipeline monitoring, but Internet of Things is hot. I know that companies like Shell and uh, Pacific Inter- Gas and Energy. Um, I may have said that wrong. Is working on similar solutions. I think if they can if they can capture that five percent of the market that they're shooting for, that this is this is this is going to be it. You know, they've got to have durable devices and good connectivity, and that back end data analytics is is key. You know, you know what are they actually going to be able to pre- prevent leaks to that ninety six percent? That, that that's that a, see that. that's the thing that that's the attraction slash challenge for me in this one. When I look at the pipeline one, um, Microtech, I love it. I actually, I, I mean, I, just, I love the space. I, I, that's one of those spaces. There's just, there's always going to be a need. There's always things there. Uh, the thing that I liked about that is the the scalability. Given that it's it's artificial intelligence, it's not hiring. I'm not giving you money to raise some capital and then you hire 55 people and they could do whatever. Like I like companies where we need to refine and clean up the front end infrastructure and tech. We need to make sure that we have money to test our product out, but then everything else after that is machine learning and, and sort of improves itself over time. That's yeah. attractive to me. So where I fall on it, because this is an industry I know nothing about. I mean, I've learned a lot over the past, you know, 24 hours, which is the most fun part of this. This is what oh, I was yeah. telling you. This is so funny because I get to like learn about investment opportunities that I would never, would never come across. Did you know desk. they fix, fix pipelines and monitor pipelines using some kind of a smart pig that they, they put this little <laughs> robot called a pig in a pipeline and it squeals. And kind of like that lobster from lobster like, gram. Yeah, yeah. During the break, we were talking about lobster gram and if lobsters squeal or not. Um, but yeah, so it squeals and it like uses like, you know, like sonar to detect leaks and then it can even weld and repair stuff inside the pipeline. I thought that was, that, yeah. that was pretty, so I've learned a lot about it. Do I know enough to say, you know, I'd, I'd put a ton of money into this this business venture. No, but I think I, I, I'm there. I, well, I, I have a like- hundred dollars to spend. We don't have a sponsor for this yet. Knock on. Hey, any sponsors out there listening? If you want to get involved in this, now's a good time. Uh, but I don't have a sponsor. I have a hundred dollars. I'm going to put on mine. If you want to put your own money, you can do that. Tagnori's putting a hundo in. Where would you? If it was up to you, where would you allocate money? Um, I would say. That I would put a hundred dollars in on on Microtech okay. on, on the pipeline stuff. Now that said, I'd put fifty in and possibly subscribe a friend. My my youngest is five, so okay. I'm sort of outside <clears throat> of their range on Green Pinata. And the stuff, the thing I like about Green Pinata, and and I really liked your answer on the margins. And I did notice this in their pitch materials is they're making money off of of doing promo revenues for these toys, which is is 
is key. I mean, that, that's great. It, it covers their time. They need to research this stuff out, and they're, they've got a, a, a hyper-focus on the millennials. I was just in Whole Foods the other day. Uh, maybe it was right before Christmas, and there was this giant Melissa and Doug display. And they those companies know who they need to go after. Yeah. And millennials are using these subscription services like that's yeah the, the subscription know, part of that and, and the green part of that is is definitely attractive. So okay, all so right, that's why I'm fifty in on it. You're fifty I in. I may on not that get one. the T-shirt that comes with a hundred dollar level, but yeah. uh, the, that the consolation prize is I you know for there, there my is, first friend that has a kid, I'm going to subscribe into that. There is some money involved. Well, very cool. I, I think I will I will join in on that, and you'll see the uh, post go up on Facebook here very shortly. Uh, you have hopefully had a good time and learning with uh, Matt and I throughout this show here the startup showcase is going to come to a close for this week 